welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Today, I've got some romantic things for you, some spiritual ghosty things for you. Basically, we're going to be talking about my wedding to my husband, which was in a ghost town in the mountains of Nevada. And it was just, it was a super cool way that we discovered the place that we decided to get married and what kind of feelings this very documented haunted town brought out in me and why it was so important that we exchange our vows there. And also the type of ceremony we had, um, which was a, a Masonic ceremony. What I will be reading for you today are kind of a rough draft of some vows that I wrote. And we didn't exchange vows in our wedding because as I'll discuss later, it was a Masonic ceremony and it was not a typical wedding ceremony. Um, And the reason why I'm inspired to do this is because tomorrow is our eighth wedding anniversary. So we've been married for eight years and we've been together for 16 years. So, oh wow, that's half of that. Crazy. Ugh. I just, I love love. I do. I love love so much. I'm very romantic, very spiritual. But how's everyone doing out there? I hope everyone is doing well and that you're tuning in to your favorite podcast, Love Lindsay, and that you're settling in for a good show. If you haven't yet, go on to the place that you're listening to this podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Amazon, or if you're going right from the source, right from the Podbean website, and give me a rating and a review and let me know what you think and let me know what I should change or what I should do differently or what you want to hear. I'm all ears. Um... Yeah, so I'm just excited to talk about what we're talking about today. I get a lot of questions about our wedding. I get a lot of questions about where we got married. And I'm excited to read to you these vows that I wrote in, I believe I wrote them in 2015. That's the year we got married. Um, And like I said, we we did not use vows in the wedding. I thought it'd only be right to talk about, before I read the vows that I wrote, I thought it'd be right to talk about how we came across Virginia City and the story of that. So when I moved to California uh, to be with Eddie in 2009, it was my first time like really living amongst mountains on the west side of the country. I had never like seen besides the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, where I was born. Um, but these are these are big mountains out west that just with snow on top and stuff, I just wasn't used to seeing them. They absolutely fascinated me. 
Um, one of the first places that he took me to in California that was in a mountain is called Angels or Murphy's Camp. Um, and it is a place where it's like a, I think it's another old mining town. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I remember going there and it was my first time seeing snow in California. It was like very slushy and weird. And it was just that weird, like mountaintop snow where it's like not quite cold outside, but there's like snow on the ground. And we stayed in this old, really old hotel that had like the community shitter, but in each room there was a sink. Okay. Don't judge me. I was just a little 23 year old baby, (laughs) baby fetus Lindsay, but I remember being drunk and like getting up on the sink and peeing in the sink. That's disgusting. Don't do that. (laughs) Anyway, it was this really cool, really old haunted, I'm sure hotel. Um, and after that, I think we went there twice and my interest in old ghost towns in the West was, was peaked. So I, um, he told me about this place that he had been before that he heard about called Virginia city in Nevada. And I knew of Virginia city from a little show called ghost adventures, which is on the, it was, I think on the travel channel. I don't know if it still is. I know it's still a show, but I think it's like on an app now or something. Um, Anyway, it's like these three guys that would go around and explore haunted locations. And it was like our favorite show in 2009. And we thought it was so cool. One of the first episodes, they went to Virginia City, which is a notoriously haunted ghost town, mining town on a mountainside in Nevada about a half hour, an hour outside of Reno. And this video on this episode of the show always just gave me the absolute chills. They caught a a recording of like a board, I think it was, like a board like flying up in the air and then like a brick being thrown. Um... And it was just, to me, like earth shattering that something this terrifying and so, I mean, it sounds silly to say it now because it's, you know, it sounds like, okay, it could be faked, but there was just something about this video footage that they caught that was like, that's not fake. And it was in an old bar slash club called the Washoe Club in Virginia City. And, um, but in the episode, they went to other places in Virginia city and they talked about how haunted it was. And we're like, okay, we have to go there. We have to check it out. So we drove from, um, our condo in San Francisco to Virginia city. And we stayed in this really cool hotel called the Tahoe house, which is our favorite hotel there to this day. That's always where we stay no matter what. And we always have to stay in the carriage house. So the Tahoe house hotel is right on the main drag, right on um, B street. And there's, 
I think eight to 10 rooms and each room has its own little bathroom and everything. And it's all antique furniture and it's really cute, but the carriage house is kind of separated from it. So it's like behind the main street and you have your own like bedroom, kitchen, bathroom, your own little porch. And it's kind of separated from the rest of the town. And it was weird because to me, when we were at the carriage house, I felt like I was separated from all the haunting activity. I never felt like there was anything happening inside our carriage house. So while we were there walking around, it just felt ooky spooky. Um, you know, you're walking on old boardwalks. There's like signs hanging in front of um, stores that are like squeaking as they wave in the wind there's dirt roads, there's wild horses everywhere, there's little quails running around, dashing around the streets, and there's only one main street. There are people that live there year-round. It is, it's not your typical quote-unquote ghost town where no one lives there anymore. They just call it that because it's still very much set up to how it was when it was a silver mining town back in the 1800s. So this town is situated over an area of land that had a bunch of silver in it that they called the Comstock load. And I think Comstock is a person's last name. So a lot of, there was, you know, a lot of mining going on and they were getting silver and people were making tons of money. There were just like in any typical old West town, there were miners, there were outlaws, there were prostitutes. Um, and then there were just irregular, regular everyday people. Um, such a cool, rich history. I just remember sitting on the porch of the carriage house at night, looking over and seeing the building that is the Washoe house or the Washoe club, because that is only a few, uh, locations away, a few stores away from the, um, or maybe just a block away from the Tahoe House Hotel and seeing that and being like, wow, right now there's some spooky poltergeist, crazy activity happening over there, but I'm here in this carriage house. Oh, I just can't even, like the carriage house is so cute. Like if you go to the Tahoe house website, you can see the carriage house. It has like two beds, um, like the quintessential, like copper iron, like four post bed. And then like a, um, a day bed and old glass cover cabinets that I would put that I put like my souvenirs in that I'm collecting on our trip. As I'm going along, I like display them in there. And uh, the lady that runs it, she's really cool. And she would always have a bunch of these little mini cinnamon rolls for me. And so to this day, like when I think about Tahoe house, I think about little mini cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Oh, so good. Or like she'd give me like a plate of them to take back to the carriage house. And so after going out and drinking and coming back and having the little mini cinnamon rolls was so good. So anyway, our first trip there, I was truly touched by the city. I got a pair of cowboy boots. I got 
old clothing or like, I think it's costume, costume grade reenactment type clothing, like a long skirt and then like a shirt with like ruffles on it. Kind of like, you know, what you would wear if you were cosplaying an old West person, which is kind of some of the stuff that they sell there. And, um, I got a lot of books about Virginia city while I was there and there were in the ghost tours and history tours that you could take there. They would often talk about the women of the red light district or women of the night, whatever you want to call them. Um, the diamond doves, the, um, the workers, the, their prostitutes, um, and they had such a pivotal role in this town as they did in most Western towns. They were there to provide a service to the working men, the miners, the the cowboys. Um, but they didn't do just that. They also took care of the sick. They would help fight fires. Uh, they would contribute to the local economy. They just... There are so many cool stories about them as a whole and then about individual certain um, Old West prostitutes that stand out in Virginia City that you can read books about. And I just remember having this feeling that I had been there before. Now, as a Christian... But also as a spiritual bitch, I don't know for sure if I believe in past lives, but I think I do because of what turned me to it was how I felt about that city and how I felt about learning about the working women that were there. And I was like, I just feel like I was one of those women at one point, just like how I feel like at some point during when there was still like royalty in France, I feel like I was somehow tied to the palace of Versailles in some way, because I'm still just so strongly drawn to and fascinated by it. I'm not saying that I think I was Marie Antoinette or anything, but um, I do, you know, fixate on her because of her time there. Um, Anyway, That's not the point. So I just, I felt like a piece of me was there and no doubt, no doubt a piece of me stayed there after we left the first time. I just loved it. So when we decided to get married, at first we were like, uh, you know, well, let me just tell you. It's not like Eddie got down on a knee and proposed to me and it was like some romantical thing. Like, you know, you would think knowing Eddie and I that it was a cemetery and we had a horse-drawn hearse. No, no, no. This was not Eddie and I's style. When Eddie and I got together, we weren't even thinking we were ever going to get married. Like, eh, fuck marriage. Why do you need a piece of paper to say that, you know, you love each other and all that and... um And so that was never really on our minds. And then after, you know, some health things, I had to get my gallbladder out, you know, and just the mental health care without insurance is really a bitch and very, very expensive. 
um, for a gal like me that needs, you know, your basic SSRIs and weekly therapy. So he came home from being at his parents' house over Father's Day weekend and he, he sits me down and he holds my hand and he's like, babe, I want you to have health insurance. <laughs> so I would like to marry you so that I can give you health insurance because he had it through his job. And that's, that's how it happened. And I was like, oh my God, really? Really? Yes. I would love that. I would love to have health insurance <laughs> and I would love to be your wife. And I just was blown away. And, you know, all in that moment, I went from being a person that's like, I don't ever need to get married and screw that. And anyway, I went from that to like, uh, duh, of course I have to marry you. Like you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it's crazy how, how fast your life can change when you decide that. Um, so we decided to get married and then we weren't even going to have a wedding and then we're like, okay, we've got to have a wedding, but how are we going to have a wedding and make it as off-putting as possible? <laughs> basically like how can we have a wedding um and ensure that only the real real people show up that actually want to be there and we're like why don't we get like a destination wedding and then you know we're not going to pay for everyone to fly out there so and we're like dude let's get married in virginia city nevada because let me tell you, you have to go up a mountainside. It's so steep that there's switchbacks. There's no 24-hour stores. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no CVS. There's no hospital. Nothing. Um, and it's kind of high in elevation. So you kind of feel like you're like out of breath. Um, there's a lot of, it's on a mountainside. So it's a lot of steep walking up and down hills and it's haunted as fuck and very eerie. And just, you always feel like you're being watched no matter where you go. Let's get married there. So I know I've already talked to you guys before. I mean, Eddie and our relationship has come up a lot in topics in this podcast so far. So I don't feel like I need to give you too much of a history of the two of us because you've already basically kind of learned the beginnings of us and you know where we are now. So I don't think I need to do any introduction with that as far as you getting to know us as a couple before I read these vows. So I think it's time for me to read these vows now and then I will get to talking about our crazy, wacky, haunted Freemason wedding in Virginia City, Nevada. So let's go ahead and read these vows. It is dated February 16th, 2015, and it says the word vows underlined, and it says the dreamer and the thinker slash doer. In each other, we have found the quote-unquote other half of our lives. I learned to live in the here and now, in reality, 
and you learned to clear a place in your heart for all things silly, cute, and endearing. Together we are a team, backs together to lean on when we're tired, and all prospects, future, and present covered by our continuous drive to reach our goals and take care of one another. I knew I was in heaven the morning I realized that when I die, I hope to awake once again in our bed with my cat and you gently calling to me to join you in the day. May this union today in the mountains be a call to all of you, near and far, here and away, to join us in the embracement of unconditional love, daydreaming, and plan scheming, and the careful focus of living and loving every moment of the present day. So that's what I wrote for our vows, even though we didn't have vows. And on our, we had a wedding website and it was eddieandlindsay.com. And I wish we would have kept it up. I still own the domain, but it was such a cool wedding website. There were, you know, your typical, um, what is that called? Like when you have pictures going past. Anyway, it had like video, picture videos of, you know, people that are in the wedding. And then it had um, a page all about uh, Virginia City and the accommodations and what to expect while you're there. We even had a group chat that you could go on there and ask questions and other people could answer each other's questions because it was a group effort to get to Virginia City. Um, but on the opening page of the wedding website had that last quote from what I wrote and I'll read it again. May this union in the mountains be a call to all of you near and far here and away to join us in the embracement of unconditional love, daydreaming and plan scheming and the careful focus on living and loving every moment of the present day. And I just loved that so much. And I was inspired enough to put it on our wedding website. And it really, I was like, damn, that's good, bitch. Like, I was like, ooh, I was like really feeling it. Um, and this is, I'm always embracing uh, mindfulness meditations. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um So let's get to talking about the wedding itself. So we got married August 29th in Virginia City, Nevada. And the first night of everyone getting there, um, this would have been the night before the wedding. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The night before the wedding, I think I was there two nights before the wedding, but the night before the wedding, when the whole family got there, we had our rehearsal dinner, if you want to call it that, at a restaurant called the Mustang Ranch. 
Now, if you have been to Las Vegas or Reno or you know anything about uh, the legal brothels of Nevada, then you know the Mustang Ranch. And basically, the Mustang Ranch is a legal uh, brothel in Nevada. And you can go there to this day. You can go there right now and pay someone and, and have sex or whatever it is that you want within reason. <laughs> um, and the person that owned Mustang Ranch also owned a steakhouse in Virginia City, Nevada, where we got married. So, duh, of course, we're going to have our rehearsal dinner there. Um, and they had amazing food. And in the basement of this restaurant was a red light district museum. And it wasn't anything huge or fancy. It just talked about the working women of the mining town days and what they did and how they helped out with sick people and how they helped fight fires. Like I was saying earlier and like what they did to help the town and the city and the people. And uh, one of them was actually killed and she's said to haunt the very location where the museum is. Um, And so that was just a really cool experience. And we have treasured wine glasses to this day. I don't think there's anybody else out there that who can say they've got Mustang Ranch brothel wine glasses, but we do. They gave us a set for free. I just think that's so cool. It really ties into what drew me to this town in the first place. Um, and we had a rehearsal there at the Masonic Lodge because Eddie is a Freemason and he... Um, is a, he was a master Mason master of his lodge. Um, and that's such a cool honor. It's a lot of hard work. And so he decided to contact the Freemasons there in Virginia city. There's a Freemason hall, a Masonic hall. And we contacted the, the current master at the time there. And he said, you know what? I've been working on something with a few other Masons and it's the original Masonic wedding ceremony script or directions or whatever you want to call it. And it's never been used in America and I've been working on translating it and we, you know, we've got this modern day version now that we've translated it. And we've even made it uh, into tied something into the ceremony that would make it a legal union in the eyes of the law in Nevada. Would you like to be the first people to do it? And we're like, "Uh, yeah, of course, of course. So the basically they had to reach out to, for lack of a better term, the head honchos of the Freemasons of the United States of America. They had to go all the way up to the tippy top to ask permission to do this ceremony. So we are the first couple in the United States to do. And I don't know if people have done like um, their own version of a, of a Freemason wedding and it wasn't approved by the Freemasons or not, but to do an approved and sanctified Masonic wedding ritual ceremony. 
So we were the first people to do it in the in the United States ever, ever. And I just think it's so cool. So we'll get to kind of as much as I can tell you, because I can't tell you everything. You know, there's a secrecy to the Freemasons. So I can tell you a little bit of, of what went down. Only those who were there and privy know exactly what happened at the ceremony. Um, so let's go back to the night of the rehearsal dinner. So we had the dinner at the Mustang Ranch Brothel Steakhouse. And after that, we did this really cool haunted bar crawl. So the night before our wedding, as a kind of get to know each other, because a lot of our family was actually meeting each other for the first time, even though we had been together for several years. Um, my sister-in-law put together this amazing um, scavenger hunt around town. And there was like trivia and it was so cool. And that was before the rehearsal dinner. But then after the rehearsal dinner, we had this awesome haunted bar crawl. And I think we were, yeah, we were led around by someone that knew the history and some of the ghost stories and the different, there's just a few bars or taverns around there that we went to that was so cool. And we played um, games and there were prizes and then, of course, the next day we had our our ceremony. And what little bit I'll tell you guys about the Masonic ceremony that makes it different from other ceremonies is um, it's in the, the Masonic Hall in the, the room that they do their, um, their rituals in. And basically the whole premise is to make sure that the wife understands that she is marrying into, you know, the Freemason family and that she values that and values that part of her husband. And um, there are four corners involved, North, South, East, and West. And there was a candlelit ceremony at the very end. Um, and it was so cool. We had to be on our knees for part of it. And it was just such a cool, unique experience that was unlike anything that anybody had ever been to before. And anybody that will have gone to since, I guarantee that anybody that was there will ever go to a Freemason wedding after that. Cause it's just so rare. We were the first people in the country to do it. So that was amazing. And then our reception was held at this historic, everything's historic, but this place is really cool. It's a bar called Red Dog Saloon. And this bar has some really cool history that I'll tell you guys about. So in 1965, a group of friends purchased an old hotel in Virginia city and transformed it into the red dog saloon at uh, a guy named Chandler Laughlin, the third, he's a DJ better known by his uh, nickname, Travis hip. He recruited bands in San Francisco 
while another artist, Bill Ham, developed a suitable trippy light show that could be projected onto the bar's wall. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but you might have seen during the 60s, there would be like these projections that they would put on the wall of like different acids and chemicals moving around. Or if you've ever been to any kind of light show at a concert, it's a the light shows that you see today are derivative of this. So they came up with that here at the Red Dog Saloon. Um, and really cool bands have played there. Um, it just has an amazing history of psychedelic rock and roll, especially with bands from the San Francisco Bay Area. So you've got like Big Brother and the Holding Company, the Charlatans, uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Janis Joplin. And yeah, it was just, I just thought it was just such a cool history and a thing to be a part of. So our whole wedding really was historical and amazing and haunted. And um, one other thing I forgot to tell you guys is remember how I said we watched the ghost adventures show before visiting. And I saw that episode that took place in Virginia city. Um, and that was their favorite place to go ghost hunting. Well, one of the guys from that show, Nick, he was actually there during our wedding and we got to actually tour the Washoe club where that scary video with like the flying board and brick and stuff took place. So we got to like ghost hunt with him there and it was, oh my God, it was just like full circle and such a cool experience. I will never forget it. And everybody that went to that wedding talks about how it was just such an adventure. Um, Looking back, there are a few things, of course, I would change. One of them being not, because we kind of had like some of our family members do some of the work, like setting up and decorating. And that just put a lot of pressure on them. So I think next time we would have come up with something else, but we were also trying to save money. So, <laughs> but should have hired someone else to put the decorations up and not put that on our family on the day of the, the wedding when you're like worried about pictures and stuff and getting ready to, anyway. So yeah, it's our eight year anniversary and I'm just reminiscing on that. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hit me up on social media. You can find me at Instagram at Lindsay Loomis. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-L-O-O-M as in Mary, I-S. You can find my Facebook page, lindsayloomis.com. And uh, yeah, let me know what you guys want to hear. or Let me know if you want to come on the show. I will talk to you guys next Wednesday on another episode of Love, Lindsay.